pull up a bar stool. Oh yeah, we're back. We're back again. So after a long hiatus, uh, at least from the podcast, we've been doing some episodes that are basically audio versions of the, of the blog for a while. Uh, but this is the second week in a row now we're doing podcast, and I tell you, I've missed it. I love it. I really enjoy doing this. It's happy to be back. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the six steps to successful entrepreneurial business in six months. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll get more into that in a minute. We'll take a look back at my own journey, some mistakes and lessons learned. Also talk about then my six tips if I had to do it all over again, which I wouldn't necessarily do it all over again, but just to kind of nitpick at, at what I did. Uh, so we, before we get to that, Make sure you go to johnloomer.com slash pub right now. Right now. That's johnloomer.com slash pub, P-U-B. And uh, subscribe, rate, review, do your thing. So I want to make sure I reach more and more people with this thing. And not, and including you. So I want to make sure you catch it next time as well. All right. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Oh yeah, so this week we're going to talk about some stuff. We're talking about uh, kind of the, the journey. And so I get a lot of questions from people either starting their entrepreneurial journey or struggling. So maybe it's been six months, maybe it's been a year, maybe it's been two years, maybe it's been more. And they just can't get traction. And so I feel like now, um, where my business is, three years later, been through a lot of the growing pains. Um, I also you know, grew really fast, but I made a lot of mistakes too. So I think I, you know, there's a lot that I can pull from that, that can help some people. Now, before we get there, of course, what am I drinking? Uh, you know, once again, look, last week I was drinking some fruity peach thing, and I still haven't made my trip back to uh, the, the liquor store. So, unfortunately, I'm stuck with fruity again because I have to dip into to my, my wife's beers. <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, so I'm working on a pyramid apricot ale. It's a, it's a wheat ale. Um, so, actually, it's not so bad. Raise a glass. Cheers. And I assume that you're drinking something too. So if you're not, make sure you go get something now. Throw this thing on pause because I don't like drinking alone. All right. So before we get to my, I guess, six tips. Um, and again, this is kind of like a this is setting a foundation. I think that's the one thing that people miss um, when, when they're starting their own thing, going on their own. So I, I talk about entrepreneurs. I mean, it, it can mean a lot of things. And Thinking, thinking about people who are kind of in similar approach as what I'm doing where you're starting something on your own. You're not necessarily brick and mortar. Um, you want to help people and you know provide some sort of service and be mainly digital. Um, so, you know, looking back um, last you know, three plus years now, um, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of funny. You know, I, I talk about this a lot in that. I truly had no damn clue what I was doing when I started. 
Um, I probably listened to a lot of people I shouldn't have. And um, I learned, I made a lot of mistakes and learned some things along the way. Now, that said, I don't have any regrets either. I mean, I may look back and kind of grimace a little bit, um, shake my head, can't believe I did certain things that I did, or I can't believe that I didn't do certain things, whatever. Um, but look, I could, I could have done things differently, but I didn't. It's all part of the journey. It's all what brought me to where I am today. And I think it's also what, um, a lot of people identify with because I did struggle. I, I look, if, if I did everything perfectly in the beginning, that would have meant that I was someone I'm not and that I would have, I knew what I was doing, which I didn't. And, um, I, I, I don't have any experience starting a business. Um, my real world experience in the past was really mid-level management type of stuff. Um, even when I was, say, VP of strategic marketing, um, I was overseeing, I think, one person. When I was senior manager of fantasy games at the NBA, overseeing one person. So this is not, it's nothing like starting a business. It really didn't prepare me for starting a business, though there are certain things within each of those um, job roles that I had in the past that prepared me. But, you know, looking back, there's certain things that, that knot me a little bit. Like when, when people want advice with starting their business or getting their business off the ground, a lot of it, you know, I can pull from is, you know, I wish I was more willing to invest early. And I know that's scary because, at least for me, and I know a lot of people are in a similar situation, you don't have much money to start. You may be in really dire straits to start. And you you may be the, the the one breadwinner in your family. That's pretty much what it was for me. Three kids. My wife uh, you know, um, helps a lot in school and stuff like that, but she didn't bring in income. She still doesn't. So it was falling on me. And so I get that. It's difficult. But you've at least got to strategically pick the things you're going to invest in. We'll get to that. Now, looking back, I'm glad I read a lot to research what I needed to do. But... You also can put too much stock in the opinions of others. So that includes listening to me. Hey, I'll say it all day long. I don't don't know everything. And I'm just pulling from my own experiences. That doesn't mean do this exactly. It's just to kind of give you an idea of what to work with. Uh, End of the day, trust your gut. And I wish I, I think I would have wished I was, I guess that first six month period, I wish I would have trusted my gut a little bit more than I did. And then looking back, Oh, man. I mean, the one thing I talk about a lot, I wish I would have started an email list immediately um, and done more to build it. And I'll get to, get to that in a minute, too. I didn't even um, start with email software until six months in. And even then, I really wasn't very good at, you know, creating lead magnets and things like that. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. And I also wish I would have found the right niche immediately, did a lot of these things, but Again, it's all part of the journey. I didn't do I didn't do a lot of these things early, and especially in the first six months. And that's okay. That's okay. And I don't want you to beat yourself up either. I'm notorious for beating myself up. It's one of the things I tried um, to get better at um, to accept it and to really, you know, looking back, that's um, every little mistake we make, every little imp- imperfection and flaw. That also helps guide you to where you are. So for the good and the bad, you know, maybe the mistakes you made 
um, put you in a bad position. Acknowledge that and fix it. That's all. All right. So we're ready to get to those six tips. Raise that bottle. Raise that glass. Cheers. Oh, yeah, I guess it's all right. All right. So number one. Okay. Determine an initial niche immediately or as quickly as you can. Now, this can change. Understand that. Accept that. So you're not necessarily building a business around this specific niche for the next five years. It's at least something to get going. Um, I do want you to be niche. I say pick a niche, be niche. Uh, uh, you know, again, it, it depends on what industry you're in. So I pull from my own experiences. But when I initially started, I was I was just writing about marketing and um, Facebook, Twitter, e- even like personal use of Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it. And that's bad in a lot of reasons. First of all, you're never going to be known as the guy that way or the or the lady. But um, it's it's I think it's also it's very difficult to become I hate this word, but quote unquote expert in any of those things, because I'll tell you now, like, yes, I use Twitter. I'm not a Twitter expert. I will defer to other people all day long on Twitter and Twitter advertising. Um, I've been using it for five years or whatever, but um, I think you have to really kind of bury yourself in, in one particular niche and be great at it. So, but determine that initial niche, niche and um, you got to focus on focus on a group of people that spends money. And that was another mistake I made in that even though um, I think six months after I started, again, that, that first six months was really the, the biggest problem area of starting my business. But after I got out of that, I started to make more progress. But after about six months, um, even though I picked a niche, the, the mistake I made was I went with just general Facebook marketing. And I think I was, I saw myself as someone who would appeal to the small business and nonprofits. Um, there's a problem with that. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't help aim to help nonprofits and small business. I have a bit background in nonprofits. That's one reason why I did that. I think part of the issue, too, was that I didn't trust my own expertise to think bigger, number one. Um, but second of all, the problem with that approach was if I was going to focus on Facebook marketing and small businesses and nonprofits, what's the underlying theme among nonprofits and small businesses who are using Facebook as a marketing channel? I mean, in my opinion, it's do the most you can with as little, little as possible. It's try to do all this for nothing. Um, Facebook ads, please. Not happening. So I think, no, that's not the case 100% across the board, but largely. So the, the problem I found myself in was that I started attracting the people I was writing to, which was the wrong group. So I was like, yeah, and, they'd be, and they, would, they would love my content. But then the minute I'd sell something, do you think that any of them would buy anything from me? Why would they buy anything from me? Um, or want at the time I was also consultant or also or pay for my services at a decent rate 
if if I knew that there were people um, who weren't really willing to spend money. So I think this is something you should do from the get go. Again, depending on your niche, but think think about who your target audience is, and if you can, because sometimes you just want to help um, the small business person, the, the nonprofit, and that is great. But also understand if you do that, um, it's going. You're gonna have to find e- either limit your expectations in ter- terms of money you're gonna make, or find a very creative way that you're gonna make money. Um, and part of that would probably be scaling and other things. But anyway, but the second thing is, so you got to focus on an area of expertise where you're going to be great at something. Um, get get as refined as possible, and focus on an area where you know. You could sit down and write a ton of content because you know this topic inside out. If there isn't something where you know it inside out, find it. All right, so that's, that could be part of your six months too. Lots and lots of reading, lots and lots of lear- learning and figuring things out. Okay, so that's in, in my mind, this is, that's number one um, in determining your initial niche. Now, again, keep in mind these six things are going to be um, your foundation. And so there's going to be a lot of things like, John, why don't you mention this or that? This is your foundation. This is what I want to make sure that you have, that you're working with, and that you can move from there. All right, raise that bottle. Cheers. All right, so number two, invest in a home base. All right? So do not be one of these brands or people who said, I'm just going to start a Facebook business and I'm going to run my business entirely through Facebook and or whatever. And do not be one of those people who's like, I guess I need a website. I'll just go to blog um, to blogger or to um, WordPress.com. And, you know, I got to pay for this free theme and or I, I'm not going to pay for things. I'm going to get a free theme and. Oh, design. Oh, you know, I, I don't want to pay for that. I'll, I'll just do what I can. Don't, 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 don't. Look, it could spend, you could spend a little bit in the beginning. It might seem like a lot, but this is a long-term investment that you're making that can make huge difference on what happens. Like you can get a theme for under a hundred dollars. And I use Genesis framework, by the way. Um, for, and I'm about to redesign, but you can get a theme for under a hundred dollars. You can, um, you can pay for someone to create a logo for you for, again, I wouldn't do Fiverr, get someone who knows what they're doing. Um, I think you could easily spend a hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more on a logo photos. Look, I just did this for the second time. My friend, Jenny, uh, Jenny Marvin took my initial photos we did a, and and I didn't even spend money on it the first time because we did a services sh- uh, exchange, and so she gave me two photos. That's why you see the same two photos all freaking time. That was three years ago. We just hooked up again. I had her cr- do all kinds of new photos for me. Um, did some family photos too. You'll be seeing those soon. But the point is, even then, we're just we're talking about a few hundred dollars, and not many. Um, but that's a really important investment, especially if you're an um, entrepreneur who's going to be public facing kind of thing. Pay for hosting. Um, 
expect you won't get much traffic in the early going. But again, I don't want you to be on WordPress.com or Blogger or whatever, where it's free hosting. And, you know, in the early going, you're probably good with um, stuff like Bluehost and was it Gator? I don't even remember. Um, but uh, just know that ex- plan to expand out of that. So um, I, use, I use Nick Rich who's been awesome for me over the last couple of years. We keep expanding, expanding, expanding. Eventually, like every once in a while, we'll run into a wall where it's like, you're getting too much traffic. You're going to have to spend a little bit more. Um, but we do Amazon Cloud Server, and you don't need to understand all that. Just know, I want you to be prepared to spend $10 a month in early going, eventually $50, maybe $100. You should have goals to get... Um, 10 to 20,000, you know, again, depending on the type of business, but I'm, I'm talking to someone who's going to do kind of info type of stuff, 10 to 20,000 or more visitors to your site a day. And in that case, stuff like Bluehost ain't going to cut it. Okay. So end of the day, your website, your logo, your photos, your hosting, don't skimp. You could spend easily under a thousand dollars as an initial investment on this and it can last you a long, long time, all right? You are going to regret it if you try to just cop together a logo yourself, if you do a free website. And first of all, when I go to a free website, it's clearly a free website. I do not give a crap about that free website. I leave, all right? It's obvious. And don't be using all these uh, stock photos. It's so clear and obvious when you use stock photos. You have a heartbeat, Use photos of yourself and good photos, high-quality photos. All right, so don't skimp. That's number two. Raise a glass. Cheers. I like that we're doing six steps here, so I have more opportunity to drink, and I might actually finish this beer then by the end. Uh, Since I'm a lightweight, maybe I'll start slurring by the end. We'll see. All right, so number three. Create a ton. A ton. I've written content. Really, you can't create too much. All right. Um, you're going to write some crap probably. I don't, I really don't even care. Do, I'm, do the best you can and hopefully you're a good writer. But along the way, the more you write, first of all, you'll get better. You will get better and aim to get better. So the more you write, the better you'll get. Um, but beyond that, beyond the fact that uh, writing a lot of content, you'll get better at it and, and whatnot. There's are so many advantages to this. Like I know a lot of people who start a business as an entrepreneur, like an info type product, and they don't even have a true website. They just have a landing page to their product. And that, well, let me let me start by saying, if that's the first thing you do, I don't hate you, all right. Uh, but if you expect to go forever that way, um, I think that's just. I think you're hurting yourself because long term, you because the, the only way people are come, become to your website or come to your landing page in that, that case is via ads. So you, you have to constantly invest in driving people to that landing page. They're not going to know you. They're not going to trust you. They've never heard of you before. So we need to think about this. We need to attract people to your website with lots of great questions, lots of great content that answers people's questions. So, Sit down, 
write a list of questions you get from customers or potential customers or in your mind what these customers must be asking. And uh, this is kind of from the Martin, uh, excuse me, from the Marcus Sheridan School of uh, Blogging. And he is who I learned from in the early going. And I still learn from him uh, to this day. So go to thesaleslion.com. Um, but so write a list of questions you get from customers or potential customers. But along the way, so I, and I do that a lot too. I'll just I'll write down a list of, and you, you kind of probably see it a lot of times in some of my blog posts. But another thing is like if, if you ever run into a wall, um, I'm just, again, I pull from my own experiences. So I use Power Editor as an example. Take your own tour of the inner workings of a product, service, tool you use, topic that appeals to your audience, and create a list of every single feature and the questions that likely come up. That's how I created my Power Editor course. There are three courses as a part of that bundle. 60 lessons. How do you think I did that? Go through feature by feature by feature by feature by feature. People have to know all these things. All right. So that's that's another exercise you can use to, to create more content. These questions that you that you come up with, this list, these are your blog posts. I don't, you know what? I'm not gonna say don't do typical SEO and all that stuff and keyword search and all those things. I've I don't do it. I do not care what the competition is on certain keywords. All I care about is being able to attract the people who are asking the questions that I can answer. Right? I mean, that's kind of simple. Um, and really, when it comes down to it, what are people typing into Google? They'll, it'll probably be coming up the same way if I ever use that Google keyword search tool, whatever. Is a lot of these questions I'm writing. Okay, and those, and I'm, I'm so I start with the question, and my answer is my blog post. After that, um, determine a frequency that you can maintain and commit to. So, don't say seven days a week if you can't do it. All right, and I've, I'm guilty of this too. Um, you know, especially in the last year where priorities changed, the, co- the company, the business is growing. And I, I commit to like creating a whole bunch of video, for example, in the beginning. And like, I can't do this anymore. And even the podcast, the podcast got put aside. I just can't do it anymore. So do try to plan ahead and set a frequency that you can commit to. But try to push the outer limits of that. Because you want a lot of good content. You want people to find you on Google. And and the the, the end of the day, so then it's not a matter of, Sending people to this landing page to buy something from you, or even this this lead gen lead magnet, which I want you to create too. We'll get to in a second, but it's creating helpful content that is that, that answers people's questions. Because when you do that, you gain their trust. When you gain their trust, and they you have established yourself as someone who knows what they're talking about. What comes next? They're going to want to opt into something. They may want to buy something. They may want your services. On and on and on. So I cannot stress enough the importance of that content. Of course, you also want to share across Facebook, Twitter, wherever you are. Um, I, I would create a bunch of these, you know, across a bunch of different um, networks. Focus primarily, you know, you'll probably start shifting your time more and more and more to, as your business grows. And they're really going. You could probably spend a lot of time in Google Plus and Twitter and Facebook. Um, you know, eventually... Don't spread yourself too thin 
It doesn't hurt to share across all of them. I'm not going to get into building a Facebook page, believe it or not, today. Because, um, you know what, maybe you're not a big Facebook person. That's fine. But you want to start pushing it a little bit to get that content out there. And, of course, you'll want to build the communities and re- interact and all that stuff. We're not going to get into that today. So don't worry about it. All right, so that's number three, creating a ton of content. Raise that glass. Cheers. Number four, and this is, uh, this is really more 2015-centric. Although you can make an argument, it's something you should have been doing in the last few years as well. But um, I know it's my priority for the coming year. Create how-to videos. All right. And look, you, you should also be doing a lot of this with your blog posts, a lot of how-to tutorials, because, man, more than anything else, that's what people are going to be looking for when they need answers. Like, how do I do this? Right? Um, so I want you to get... Um, I want you to commit to this. Now, how much of this you do is up to you. But it's becoming more and more valuable by the day. All right? Um, my recommendation on this one, first of all, yeah, I, I would prefer you had great equipment on this. I prefer you'd have, you know, a DSLR. I think that's what it's called, right? I've got one of those cameras. But I think that also slows me down when you have a good camera. Look, if you have an iPhone, that can work really well too. Make sure you have decent lighting. Um, you know, again, this is where it'll help to have a logo and some at least main level, base level, like uh, editing and things like that. So I use ScreenFlow to edit edit uh, a lot of videos and whatnot. You can there's a bunch of things you can use. Feel expect to invest in something there. Um, if not paying someone to edit for you. But one to three minutes, answer questions. Again, how to. This is kind of an extension of the written product. Help people interested in your related industry with problems problems they face on a regular basis. All right? Um, I, you know, yeah, I, I've, I've done a lot of this on YouTube, but I'm going to start doing more and more. You're going to see a, a feature coming soon on Facebook. And I'll be uploading these directly to Facebook. No more sharing my YouTube links, but I'll still separately upload to YouTube. So I want you to take those videos, upload them to YouTube, upload them to Facebook, and um, enjoy. Enjoy. And yeah, look, don't expect immediate results, obviously. But this is where, again, it's a part of building this foundation. So you've got all this written content out there. People find you on your home base. I want to create these videos as well, which provides more of a, a soul, a personality, a different perspective, a different way of interacting with you as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a brand, as a person. So um, it, should be a, it should be a priority for you um, as you grow your business in that first six months. All right, that's easy enough. Raise that glass. Cheers. All right, so... That brings us to number five. So you, you've got a pretty good foundation so far. But the thing is, you're really not building anything yet. So I want you, number five, create a lead magnet and build an email list. So a lot of people start with this and they don't do anything else. They don't even have a website, nothing. And like I said, if, if that's the first thing you do, I won't hate you. Uh, but I do hope that you also create your own website and all those other things that we've already mentioned. So... Pick an email list software. Look, in the beginning, I, I didn't have anything for six months. 
Then I eventually went with AWeber. Um, the, the, the transition isn't that hard. So I understand there's a huge jump between something like MailChimp and AWeber to, say, Infusionsoft when I'm playing, paying multiple hundreds of dollars a month. So, and that's what I'm using now is Infusionsoft. So, look, if you can't commit to something like Infusionsoft, I think that's perfectly fine. And honestly, if you don't have the money, there's no reason to push it in early going. You can use something free where, like MailChimp, where if, as long as your list is a certain size, you don't you're not spending, spending a dollar. So, um, just do something, though. Start building that list. And then after you've, you've, um, hooked yourself onto that that software, you've got to create something. Create a guide, create an ebook, create a checklist, create a webinar, something of value that you can offer in exchange for that email address. Okay, this is key. Something, I, I got a little, I don't, I don't want to say complacent, I guess. I was getting a lot of good traffic even, you know, a few years ago. And, um... I would have this opt-in on my site and I got, I don't know, like 50 to 50 or so opt-ins a day. And I thought that's pretty good. I don't need to work. And there's just like, it was one of those just like sign up for my newsletter. That's that was it. And I just accepted it and thought that was fine. But the thing is, if you start offering something of value, skyrockets, like I'm not going to in most cases, just sign up for someone's stupid, boring newsletter. I want something of value, and I, I might offer because an email address is valuable. So I need to get something of value in exchange for that valuable thing. So, yeah, that guide, ebook, checklist, webinar, something that you can offer in exchange and make it good. I mean, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of these things too, but make it good. If you got to invest a couple hundred bucks, make it great. Do it. And um, then, so, again, you're creating all... Keep in mind, this is this is kind of a process. You've created a lot of free content as well, driving people to your website. We'll get to one more way. are going to do that in a minute. So when they're there, they're like, wow, this, this person is awesome. They really know what they're talking about. Bing! Pop-up! I know, I know, you probably hate pop-ups. I kind of hate pop-ups too, but you know what? They work. And I actually went away from them for a long time because I was like, ah, I hate annoying people. But you know what? They work. And you can control the frequency of these things to make them less annoying if you want to. So I currently use Optin Monster. I used to use Pippity. Um, both of those are paid. Again, invest a little bit. Look, man, it's like Pippity, I think, was like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Optin Monster is a little bit more. Um, that's a one time fee. So. But you want to push people to opt in who visit your site. You don't want to just, oh, I created this great piece of content to come here. Thank you. Thank you for the info. And they're gone. Never to be seen again. You want to bring them back. And along those lines of building this email list, do not be afraid to email them. Like, I want you to create funnels, which you should. You should absolutely be creating. We we're not even getting into product in this case where you're actually going to make money. This is all setting the foundation. But yes, you should create a funnel where you're, driving, you're sending people down, down the line. And once they've done this, go here and go here and go here. Hey, will you buy this? Um, but, but additionally, do not be afraid to email people every single time you've written a blog post. See, I don't know. Some people are going to opt out. They're going to unsubscribe. Yes. Yes, they are. 
and they are probably not your audience. Like um, the people who want to hear from you are going to enjoy hearing from you. Now make it something of value. Don't get me wrong. None of this RSS crap where it's just like today's post has been updated to johnloomer.com. Go read it. Um, Provide some background on why you wrote it and how it made you feel and all these kinds of things. Um, So write something unique every single time. All right, so that's number five, all about creating a lead magnet, building an email list. I'll tell you, like I said, I was getting at, originally I was 50 opt-ins or so per day, maybe less, you know, especially in the early going, way less. Now, you know, depending on how the freshness of of my opt-in, anywhere from 100 to 300 a day and how much traffic I'm getting. So um, leverage that traffic that you're going to be driving, but through all this great content you're creating and get some opt-ins. You're going to need that. That is the foundation of a business that profits. All right. Can we raise that glass one more time? Cheers. All right. Number six. Now, come on. Did you really think we get this far? We go through this entire list. And I never mentioned Facebook ads. Yeah. So Facebook ads. Now, Invest whatever makes sense in the early going. I know, I know. We've we've talked about a few things that already cost money, and really, when you when you break it down, it's not that much. But when it comes to Facebook ads, even for me, I was scared to spend in the early going, and I didn't spend much, but I spent something. And especially when it's all relative, you know. Especially in the early going, when you got nothing, every dollar you spend makes an impact. It sounds crazy, but it's true. It's like when you got nothing, like this ad drove five uh, to two new fans today. Woohoo! I got two new fans. You know, once you got fifty thousand, it's like you didn't notice it. But when you got nothing, you notice it. Or if it drove five website clicks, yes, five website clicks. So invest whatever makes sense in early going. Prepare to grow. You know, at least a dollar a day, but more if possible. I mean, uh, that's what I was doing in the early going. I was spending a dollar a day, and it made an impact in, at that time. Now I'm looking at $100, to $200 a day uh, for my business. So that's the first thing. And next up, we're not, not going to get into the nitty-gritty of this, but create a Facebook page. Please do. We're not just going to run ads independently of a Facebook page. You want to have a Facebook page. Hopefully, you're going to build the community, share a lot of great content there. We're not going to get into all that right now, but I just want it to exist. Next up, with these Facebook ads, what we're going to do? All right, so these audiences are going to be very, very small in the early going, but I want you to get into the habit of targeting them. Target your website visitors. Target your email subscribers. This is going to be a very, very small number in the early going. Get them to like your page. Drive traffic, so every new blog post, target those people, get them to opt in. This is a prime example where you may be spending only a dollar a day because you've got nothing. All right. So, um, and that's that's okay. As you grow, you'll start increasing that budget and increasing that budget. And as we'll get to in a minute, you'll be moving budget away from other things to this. Like for me, I rarely ever do lookalikes and interest targeting and stuff like that now. I've moved almost, I'd say, 95% of my budget over to, to people who are connected to me. So, but I want you to create lookalike audiences. So, especially in the early going, it's a great way 
um, to target, to find people at least in your niche, in your industry who are interested. So um, look like audience of, of your page and of your website visitors and of your email list. Uh, again, if your audience isn't big enough, you might not even be able to create a lookalike audience. So that would lead to interest targeting. And so I want you to split, tar- split test various interests to do all these things we've been talking about. Again, we haven't even talked about selling anything yet. You will sell something. But I want you to focus on getting page likes, driving website traffic, and getting those opt-ins. Understand, the cost of those things won't be great in the early going because you're targeting people who don't know you. Over time, you'll be building these lists, building the, the, the fan page audience, building your email list, building your website traffic. You will move more of that budget to targeting them. And guess what happens? They are much more likely to interact with you, to click that link, to opt into something, to buy something from you, to like your page. And you'll see, well, oh, light bulb goes off. That's why I was doing this. So over time, your website visitors, your email list, your fans will continue to grow. And then you'll move more of your budget to those groups. That's pretty much the Facebook ads in a nutshell, what you should be doing, right? All right. So we're out of time here, but man, so I just, uh, I called over the bartender. I'm I'm waving right now. Dude, over here. I'll pick up a tab for you today. Because I know you're starting a business and uh, every, every little dollar counts, right? So I got you. But um, just before we close here, just, you know, there's so much more to come. I just want you to, I hope, I hope you'll be back. Um, in the future, I'm going to ha- start having guests on the show. I'm going to start with people who are close to me. So people are really part of a John Loomer digital business right now. Um, really important people to me. But also, I'll, I'll continue to put out audio versions of my blog posts here. So just don't be confused when you get those and you're like, it's just me reading a blog post. Um, that's not really the pubcast, even though it's under the pubcast umbrella. But I think that, be on the lookout for those two. Um, but, you know, as we close, just a reminder, go to johnlimmer.com slash pub, P-U-B, and especially on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. I mean, if, if you're on something else, subscribe, rate, and review there too. But uh, that's that's one of my goals this year is really build up that iTunes, right? That's all I got. That's all I got. So finish that drink. Uh, I enjoyed your company, which is pretty much just me talking to myself, but I imagined you were there. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Thank you.